everybody. TLC back again. Today we have our 13th episode. Uh, I know you guys are just coming off the Super Bowl this week. And um, uh, that was yesterday. I mean, you'll be listening to it from two days ago. But I mean, I always take these on Monday night. So it was yesterday night when we had the Super Bowl. And that's actually what today's episode is going to be on. We are going to be talking about the Super Bowl. So, that was yesterday, of course. Neither the Jets or Giants made it anywhere close. But we New Jerseyans are kind of used to that by now, so it's okay. (laughs) We still had a great time, despite a questionable holding call at the end of the game. And I spent time with my friends, family, neighbors came over for a little party. It was fun. And the game was good, and that was all great. However, even though the game was pretty good, the best part about this year's Super Bowl was actually all of the pro-lifeness that I witnessed and just had to talk about. First off, both the quarterbacks were Christian. Now, I don't actually know if they were uh, they're actually pro-life. I mean, obviously, you're not a real Christian unless you are, but there are a lot of people who say they're Christian and aren't. So, you know, that, that that's a thing that people do. Anyway, at least they're Christian, which is... And so I'm going to uh, hope they're pro-life. I believe Jalen Hurts is pro-life. I don't know about Pat Mahomes, but it's fine. Not really matter. Anyway, uh, Butker from the Chiefs, the kicker, the kicker who actually made the winning field goal, is an openly pro-life Christian as well. Very openly pro-life Christian, which is great. It's just great to see. I love it. You love to see it. What these men are doing is just incredibly important. And uh, right before I get really into this, we're just going to say we have our meme for the day, obviously. Today, we have the uh, Ben Shapiro, What is My Love Language video. I'd recommend you watch that. It's it's, it's quite good, actually. You you should definitely watch it. I can't really play the whole video because I'd probably get copyright struck, copyrighted. How do you say that? Cop- I was going to say copyright striked, but that's not how you that's not how you say that. I get copyrighted, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the cover picture is Ben Shapiro. But like the old Ben Shapiro, like well not the old, the young Ben Shapiro from an older time of like 2010, I guess, the one where he's like looks like he's 15 years old. It's and him like doing the he, he's doing the uh like the paint me like one of your French girls posts is <laughs> it's, it's great. Definitely watch that. That that that's pretty funny. Anyway, back to the point of the video today. We will be talking about the Super Bowl and all specifically all of those nice pro life Christian things that happen at the Super Bowl. Okay, so back to what we were saying before. Before uh, we went into Ben Shapiro's love life, the whole thing about being openly Christian is very rare to see, especially from a celebrity, sports player type person nowadays. And it's very important that these sports players and celebrities who are actually Christian are open about it because this is a world that is not very nice to Christians. These people are huge role models to kids everywhere. And this is a time where media and things, especially those things directed at kids, are becoming increasingly secular and more and more satanic. And obviously, no, not everything that isn't explicitly Christian is satanic, but, like, you know, putting drag queens on Blue's Clues is pretty messed up. 
And for the sports fans, places like the NFL and NBA have gone very much over the woke edge. Lots of sports has become more about politics than it is about just playing sports, which is really upsetting because the point of sports is to bring people together. Even if you have a differing political opinion, I think it's like cool to just watch a football game or something together. But people have made it, or the people in this industry who run the industry have made it very political, most likely because they're getting money from these same political organizations that they are pushing a lot of support for in their t- programs. But they've kind of just really taken away what sports should be and turn it into this other dividing thing, as if there isn't enough division in this country already. That's why I like to see when, you know, sports players start to get up and they start to be like, hey, wait a second, I'm not for all this. This shouldn't be what sports is about. Or when they just speak their mind about, you know, their faith and stuff, which is nice to see sometimes, because there aren't really lots of people who are like you know cool cool famous people who are christian there are famous christians but you know an actually popular person being christian is not uh very easy to find however if people like hertz and mahomes and butker keep showing off their faith publicly showing that they have pride in their faith, pride in being a Christian, and that they aren't afraid to talk about it, then they're going to inspire and embolden other kids to do it. The kids, same kids who idolize them and are inspired by what they do will be, in turn, inspired to be strong about their faith. And like I've said before, and I'll say it again, being Christian is not easy, especially nowadays. This is a world where Christianity is constantly looked down on as being too old-fashioned or even accused of being oppressive. And in truth, Christianity is honestly by far the least oppressive out of all of the three Abrahamic religions and lots of other religions. Like, just in the three Abrahamic religions, for those who don't know, that's Christianity, Judaism, and Islam because they all share an origin from Abraham in Judaism, there are all kinds of dietary restrictions, clothing restrictions, and lots of other restrictions. I mean, obviously, there are people like the Reformed Jews who just kind of say, screw all that, but we're still Jews because we say we are. And the cultural Jews who literally just say they're Jews and are, don't do anything. Again, this is that's a generalization. I'm not saying every single cultural Jew or every single Reformed Jew is bad. But, like, generally, you kind of defeat the purpose of being Jewish. If you don't do the Jewish things, you might as well just not be Jewish. But, anyway, point being, they have a lot more uh, restrictions and things that could be viewed as oppressive. And even though they aren't necessarily bad, it is still a little more stifling to have to, like, you know, not eat certain things, you could only eat kosher, and those kinds of things. Again, not bad, but I'm not trying to say that Judaism is bad, I'm trying to say that Judaism is more restricting than Christianity is, which it is. On top of that, you also have, like, uh, days that you must fast and whatnot, while that's fasting, which is not even a thing in Christianity. I mean, it's a thing, you can do it, but there's no such thing as mandated fasting. There's very little of that is actually mandated in Christianity. Which brings us to the other Abrahamic religion, Islam, 
And I'm going to say that there are probably some disagreeable elements in Islam. Not every Muslim is evil or terrorist, of course. But, you know, there are some elements of the religion that aren't exactly uh, very great. Like, I mean, I think everyone will agree that how women are treated under Sharia law with in Islam is not exactly uh, optimal. And their restrictions are even stricter than those of the Jews. They're also punished a lot more severely. For example, in Iran, a girl, her name, well, I mean, she's not a girl. I think she was a young woman. Technically, she's like 20 something. Let me check that real quick. Uh, uh, yeah, she was an adult. She was an adult. She was, she was an adult. She, she, she was, she was an adult. I don't know the age. Okay, that doesn't really matter. Point is, she was, she was indeed an adult. She was a, a young woman. And just for showing some, some hair out of the hijab, you know, the thing that they wear, like the little, uh, whatever it's called. I mean, it's called a hijab, but it's like the, um... I'm gesturing, but you can't see because this is just over microphone. Like, uh, it's that headdress thing they wear. And you probably know what a hijab is. Um, just for showing some hair under that, she was shot and killed. So, they definitely have a lot more of what you could call oppressive elements to their religion. While Christianity is just kind of about loving God and loving each other. There's really not much else you have to do to be a good Christian. Like, go to church on Sundays if you can. Read the Bible. Pray. Ask for forgiveness. Like, these are all things that the other religions ask you to do, too. Like, Judaism asks you to read, well, not the entire Bible, but the Torah... And the other two Jewish texts, the Mishnah, I think it's called, and the Ketuvim. And then, obviously, in um, Islam, you have to read the Quran. You have to read the other thing that I forget. You have to have an understanding of Sharia law. All of these things on top of the just simple, basic guidelines of Christianity. So I really don't see how anybody can argue that Christianity is oppressive while these other religions exist which are clearly much more restrictive you could say I don't really like to use the term oppressive to describe religion since the absence of religion has actually led to a lot of totalitarian regimes throughout history but if you want to say which is the most oppressive religion then obviously Islam would be much more oppressive than Christianity is. So I really don't understand how people can call Christianity oppressive. Like, it's more it's more restricting than going around sleeping with everybody that you meet. But if that's what you want to do with your life, it's not very fulfilling. Anyway, I digress here. Uh, point being, this the world does not like Christianity... But it's very, very good that there are some people, especially people with lots of money and fame and influence, who are going to be talking about Christianity openly and talking about their faith openly. And the fact that they are football players makes it even better because young men 
Young Christian men are some of the most attacked people in this entire country. I don't mean physically, but verbally and, you know, just constantly beaten down by everybody because Christian men are misogynists. According to these people, they're crazy. They just want to oppress people, yada, yada, yada. I mean, we've all heard the same tune before, but young Christian men or Christian men in general, men in general, are very much targets of the leftist movement. Another big target of the leftist movement are mothers who want to keep their children instead of aborting them because the left loves abortion. And you know how much I hate abortion. (laughs) But anyone who has been watching these last videos and the videos ever since I've started will know I've done like three different abortion episodes and like at least three other abortion or non-abortion episodes have tied into abortion. So like about half of my episodes so far are about abortion or abortion related. More than half now that I'm making this one. So yeah, that a good few uh, times I've talked about how much I dislike abortion and how much abortion is a problem. I really, I really, really think abortion is like one of the big keystone issues that's facing the country today. And if we can get rid of that, the rest of the tower of psychopathy is going to just topple down. Hopefully, or or it might not, and we'll just go into the end times, and then everyone will be disintegrated, but you know, anything, anything can happen. <laughs> My point with this tangent was that uh, during the halftime show, if anybody watched that, um, I know most, sometimes people just don't watch it because they're afraid it's going to be horrifying and satanic, and people are saying it's horrifying and satanic, and I mean, it wasn't... I, I wouldn't say satanic. It was definitely a bit creepy and weird and, like, disturbing-ish. I mean, disturbing is the wrong word. It was just weird. There were a bunch of Stay Puft Marshmallow men running around everywhere, and Rihanna was in this, like, red latex bodysuit. I don't know anymore what these people do. I don't, I don't understand... Like, there was just... It was Rihanna in a red bodysuit surrounded by a horde, a swarm of Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. I don't understand the music industry at all anymore. But the interesting thing that um, did actually happen was that uh, before the show in an interview, Rihanna said that a special guest would be joining her for the halftime show. And nobody really knew what that meant, because she didn't specify further, and everyone assumed it was going to be, like, another person or something. You know, well, I mean, obviously another person. Like, an, another singer, another, I don't know, actor, an extra Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, I guess. But who this surprise guest actually was is her second pre- child, who is right now in her womb. And Rihanna was not afraid to show off her pregnancy. And this is something that is, again, surprising, but very, very welcome. I am not at all upset that Rihanna is not afraid to show off the fact that women can indeed 
be pregnant, have kids, and still be successful. Nobody's arguing that Rihanna isn't one of the biggest singers of our time. She's got millions of dollars and is very, very, very successful. And she has a child. And now she has another child who is currently in her belly. And of course, all of the media news outlets are calling this a baby, even though the baby is five months old, according to Rihanna, who's, uh, I guess she had another interview after, but that's the info I have. It's a five-month-old baby, still inside the womb right now. And of course, according to all of these news outlets, and media outlets, it's a baby, 100%. Why, what else would it be a baby? Nobody's calling it Rihanna's fetus. But if this was someone else's baby, they'd be saying, oh, yeah, guys, we can kill it. Go ahead. Pull out the, take it out, melt it or something. So these people are huge hypocrites, one. And two, I don't actually know Rihanna's stance on abortion. I'm not, like, citing Rihanna as, like, this the biggest new pro-life star or anything. I'm just saying, like, it, it it's pretty pro-life, I've heard, even if it's a little more covert and not as, you know, obvious as going out and saying, cheering that abortion is bad. Like, you know, she didn't go to the March for Life or anything, but she's choosing to keep her baby in an industry where women are often forced into abortions because, you know, it looks bad if you're trying to look attractive and, you know, you have a belly lump from the baby. People are going to say, ah, no, get rid of it because you're going to look fat. But she is actively choosing to keep her pregnancy and not only keep it, but also show it off. And this theme, yes, ties in with the showing off your faith from before. That's the point of why I use both of these. And I've heard stories that Rihanna used to give, like checks to Planned Parenthood and stuff. I really don't know, because I really don't follow celebrities at all, and really didn't know much about Rihanna before this. I mean, I like her for that. I've heard her songs before, I just never really paid that much attention to her or, honestly, to the songs either. Not the biggest fan. But, I mean, I, I'm actually quite happy and a little surprised because, you know, modern-day celebrity, modern-day female celebrity, pretty much all of those are per abortion. I mean, most modern-day celebrities are per abortion. At least not pro-life or trying to show off any semblance of being pro-life but it was just it was just a very nice welcome thing to see you know kind of like how there was that pringles commercial with the unborn baby and they have the ultrasound of the unborn baby with his hand stuck in the pringles can it's little things like that that are just like it's just nice to know that we're not hopeless we've got it going for us even if it doesn't seem like we're going to have any kind of huge decisive win anytime soon we are getting places and we are winning not only in the legal wars but also the culture wars and even if it doesn't seem like it we are getting lots of ground and we are going to win this by the time it is over and even if Rihanna used to be pro-abortion 
maybe she's changed now that she had a kid. She had one kid already, and then she kind of disappeared off the scene for a while. So maybe she's uh, undergone a conversion of some kind. Or maybe she hasn't, and she just is still a pro-abortion, but just thinks that she didn't want to get rid of her kids and is just proud of her own pregnancy, which is probably the first step to becoming pro-life is to recognize how beautiful and important pregnancy is and just how special the role of a mother is in childbirth. But, I mean, who really knows? So, uh, I guess wish her the best in whatever she's doing with the new baby. Uh, and maybe she is going to be a pro-lifer now, which is always, we always love to see new pro-lifers. We want as many as possible because this is the biggest issue that our country is facing since slavery. Since it is very similar to slavery. I'm not going to get into a pro-abortion rant right now because I would go on for another 20 minutes. But basically the point here is that the Super Bowl is usually a very secular event, especially as of late. Uh, and the halftime shows are usually... I mean, people are... I'm, do I, I don't want to say demonic, but... I mean, no, they, they can be kind of demonic. They're usually not that bad. They're just really weird sometimes and a little bit unsettling. But besides the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, this one wasn't so bad. And the Super Bowl was actually full of a lot of Christians and pro-lifers. And the halftime show was relatively pro-life-seeming with Rihanna's pregnancy. And there was a pro-life Pringles commercial. So there's not just so many things that were just these little, little things, but just felt so nice about this year's Super Bowl. So thank you, Super Bowl 57, for a great experience last night. It was great, really fun, and feeling back a little more invigorated with my pro-life work now. Speaking of pro-life work, if you'd like to get involved in any pro-life work, Go to abortionno.org slash internships to see if there are any internships that you think would be good for you. It's a fun, great organization. They're an organization that is, um, I forget their name now. Uh, uh, geez, okay. Um, yeah, their website is, stop, is abortionno.org. I believe they're called Stop Abortion Now. Um, basically, they're the people who, like, they're the crazies. As people as they're called sometimes, but uh, they're the people who have the videos of babies getting like chopped up and all of the very grisly and bloody things that people don't like to see about abortion, but the things that people have to see. So I think their work is very important. It's somewhat unlike the work of places like Sisters for Life and those kinds of things that are a lot more about like you know the healing and whatnot that happens after an abortion and come after coming in after realizing that abortion is wrong but i think that's very important to have the that aspect too the aspect that uh abortion now and those kinds of places give you where you have to realize that you're wrong before you can repent and nobody's saying that like oh you should just automatically go to hell if you had an abortion no but if you never realize what you're doing is wrong, if someone doesn't bring it to you and say, hey, look, this is what you're supporting, or this is what you're doing, 
and then you realize, oh crap, I'm doing something horrible and evil, you're not going to change, you're going to keep doing it. So both things are necessary. It's a two, two-party system. You got to show them what they're doing. Then once they realize that's wrong, they can go get healing. And they can come back, mix it back into the fold. Jesus, everybody, everybody's happy. But if they don't realize what they're doing is wrong, they're not going to change. So we need someone to confront them on what they're doing. And if you'd like to be part of the confrontation side then you can check them out at abortionno.org slash internships. They were at the March for Life, so if you'd like to, if you go back see them, uh, go back next year to the March, you may see them there. Definitely check it out. It seems fun. I'm also going to check it out, so I'll get back to you, see how that goes. Anyway, uh, with that, I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you guys for everything. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at, TL, at WeNeedTLC. Or go to Gmail, uh, we need TLC at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, see what's up. Any new episode ideas or anything like that, that you want to see, tell me there. So, uh, thanks guys, God bless, and I'll see you guys later.